This is the Therapy in a Nutshell podcast. I'm Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist. These episodes are filled with research-backed therapeutic education that you can start applying in your life today. I hope you find today's episode beneficial, and if you know of someone who could benefit from this podcast, please don't hesitate to share it. Let's work together and share tools everyone can use to help deal with the difficult mental health struggles they're going through. Each podcast episode comes from a corresponding video. You can find them on the Therapy in a Nutshell YouTube channel. Also, these podcasts are educational and don't replace the advice or direction you may be receiving from a therapist or other health professionals. Please enjoy the episode. In this video, you're gonna learn about one modern lie that keeps you trapped in the anxiety cycle and how to interrupt the cycle of being anxious about anxiety. All right, everyone, you've probably been lied to about anxiety. In our culture, we have this myth that anxiety is super dangerous for you, that there's an epidemic of anxiety, that anxiety itself, the feeling is a threat, and that having that feeling is dangerous, it's harmful, and that it's worse than it's ever been before. Now, this is fueled by cultural messaging that screams, if you're not happy all the time, something's wrong with you and you should probably buy what we're selling to fix it. And it's also fueled by modern media, which profits off of scaring people, literally. I Googled the anxiety epidemic and I got 35 million results. I mean, there are actually good reasons to have anxiety. I mean, if you look, you can find that trouble abounds, but as far as actual dangers, we're safer than ever. So now, instead of having a real threat to face to fight off or escape from, we're sitting around navel gazing, getting anxiety about our anxiety. We're afraid of our feelings. We feel we must escape from them or force them to change. Now, the truth is that yes, more people have disordered anxiety than ever, but the narrative that the feeling of anxiety will harm you is a lot like the idea that cauliflower is a suitable substitute for rice. It's a straight up lie. Chronic stress and chronic anxiety, which is what causes chronic stress, can cause physical illnesses, but you can choose whether or not you have chronic stress or chronic anxiety. They aren't inevitable. The feeling of anxiety won't harm you. Your body is supposed to feel anxiety. It's meant to, it knows what to do with it. You can handle it. But when we become afraid of our feelings, then suddenly we get stuck in a super unhelpful spiral we start struggling against our feelings, trying to force ourselves to calm down with deep breathing or meditation or anything to make the anxiety go away, but this just makes things worse. We pile anxiety onto our anxiety. Anxiety about anxiety looks like fear of losing control, like, oh, if I can't sleep, I try to force myself to sleep, which makes me more anxious and makes it harder to sleep or hyper-awareness of physical sensations. Uh, if I'm shaky before a presentation, I try to force myself to slow my breathing, but the more anxious I get, the faster I breathe, which makes me shakier. Or anticipatory anxiety, feeling anxious about the possibility of experiencing anxiety symptoms in the future. So this can lead to a cycle of worrying about when the next anxiety attack will occur or trying to avoid or control situations, which can trigger more anxiety. It's kind of like when you were a kid and you discovered that if you held a mirror up to a mirror, it goes on forever and ever. Except for now with a fun pinch of existential dread. 
Anxiety about anxiety looks like worrying that others will notice that you're shaking or sweating or stumbling over your words doing a, during a YouTube video about anxiety. Um, it looks like feeling anxious about your anxious thoughts. Like, oh no, I'm catastrophizing again. This will ruin everything. <laughs> I mean, this even happens to me, right? I get anxiety about anxiety sometimes. Um, one day I got a letter in the mail threatening legal action and I felt upset about it. I called my lawyer as I figured out a strategy to deal with it but I still felt anxious. And I had family visiting from out of town, so now I started to worry like, oh, what would happen if I was anxious when they were here? I thought, oh, this is gonna ruin everything. I thought I have to make this go away so that I can be happy and pleasant with them. And um, I just felt that anxiety build and build. So I tried to force myself to calm down and the anxiety only spiraled. I tried breathing, taking a walk, journaling, calling a friend and talking about it. And while these strategies often help, this time they didn't. So I went for another walk and suddenly it clicked. I was stuck in the spiral of anxiety about anxiety. And when I recognized that, I knew what to do. But first let's talk about how your brain works. When we struggle against our feelings, that tells our brain that these feelings are really important and it actually makes them louder. What we consistently pay attention to, what we give energy to becomes louder. That's one of the ways that neuroplasticity works. And it can feel like you get stuck in this cycle of anxiety about anxiety. And this can feel hard to escape from. Now, you can decrease anxiety. You can get a massive degree of influence over your anxiety, but you can't force a feeling to change directly. It's a paradox. You can train your parasympathetic response to be more active, but Forcing or trying to force yourself to calm down just feeds the anxiety cycle. So the paradox is this, right? We have nothing to fear but fear itself, or we have nothing to fear but fear of fear itself. So what's the opposite? What helps us work through anxiety instead of feeding the cycle? Okay, first challenge the belief that anxiety is dangerous and must be avoided. It is safe to have emotions. You can feel anxiety and be okay. Dropping the struggle with anxiety will actually help you spend less time with it. And you know, all of section one was kind of about that. Number two, lean in, not out. Um, willingness, right? I've got two ancient proverbs that help here. Number one, don't feed the internet trolls. <laughs> and from the Tao Te Ching, a tree that won't bend easily breaks in storms. The hard and the strong will fail. The open-hearted prevail. Can you stop being rigid with your anxiety? and open yourself up to having feelings. We can learn to show acceptance and compassion toward our anxious feelings. Oh, hi, anxiety. I see that you've shown up again today. I can feel this feeling and be okay. If I can't fall asleep immediately, it's okay. I know my anxiety's just trying to help me prepare and struggling against it won't help. I know I can handle it even if it means I don't sleep that well tonight. Now you might be thinking, no, anxiety is gonna make me lose sleep, which is gonna make me cranky and miserable tomorrow, which is gonna make me fail at parenting or presenting or whatever I have to do. But that is also just a thought. Is it helpful? Does believing that thought, buying that thought help you sleep better? Probably not. Instead say, if I'm, if I'm tired enough, I'll fall asleep. I'll get up and do something else for a little bit. When I feel sleepy, I'll come back to bed. We're gonna talk more about anxiety and sleep later, but struggling to sleep makes your sleep worse. That's the bottom line. Okay, here's another example. Um, I can feel anxious about going to book club, but that's okay. I wanna be around people today, even if I feel anxiety sometimes. 
This is all about leaning in. You make so much space for anxiety that it can be there, but it doesn't make your decisions anymore. It's kind of like getting your in-laws a hotel room instead of having them sleep in your living room. You're making space for them. So back to my story. Okay, while I was out on the second walk and I was noticing that I was engaging in the spiral, I had this realization. Silly Emma, you know what to do here. You don't need to force your anxiety to go away. You can feel the anxiety and be okay anyways. So I made space for my feelings and sensations. I said, it's okay to breathe fast, to have your heart beat fast, that's okay. Your body can handle it, you can handle it. Bring it on, I said. Turns out, even my family members could handle it. I had a conversation with one of them about this situation and it actually helped us feel closer together. When I dropped the struggle with anxiety, the pressure just melted away. Not all the anxiety did, but the anxiety about the anxiety did. Okay, number three, practice shifting your attention with your sensations. So when you feel anxiety, you might have very a very strong focus on your uncomfortable physical sensations. Um, you might hyper-focus in on what you're feeling. And um, it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to have an upset stomach or fast breathing or sweaty palms. And you can make some space for that. You can send them your love. So for example, you could put your hand on your stomach and say, oh, hi there, butterflies. I notice you, I feel you. How are you today? And, and you listen for a moment and you make space and then you gently redirect your attention to other sensations. Like, oh, what can I hear? What can I see? What can I smell? Now, in somatic therapy, they call this pendulation. We swing with gentleness from paying attention to inside ourselves and then expand to outside of ourselves. Back inside and outside. Don't wanna be stuck hyper-focusing on your sensations and you also don't wanna suppress them. So you just kind of pendulate back and forth. Okay, number four. Allow anxiety to be there and shift your attention back to what you care about, right? This is another form of pendulation. It's like you're acknowledging a child who keeps interrupting you and you do it with as much kindness as possible. Oh, hey there, honey, what are you saying? <laughs> right, you want more ice cream? Not right now, dear, I'm in the middle of something. I've got to clean for 15 minutes and then we can play, right? You, you acknowledge the anxiety, you listen to what it's saying and then you redirect your attention back to your values. For example, I feel anxious about this presentation, but I also care to share my opinion. So I'll allow that anxiety to be there and then I'll just focus on doing my best to get my point across. Okay, number five, accept what you can't control and focus on what you can. I can't control whether I feel anxiety, but I can choose how I respond to it. I can't force my thoughts or sensations to change, but I can choose to be compassionate towards myself. You have to admit to yourself that you can't control your feelings, only your actions. The serenity prayer is helpful. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Shift your attention to what you can choose. Now, I don't mean this in a like, oh, why bother sort of way. There is a lot you can do to influence your anxiety, to decrease it over time, but you can't force anxiety symptoms to change in the moment. And it's usually harmful to try. So there's five skills for working with anxiety about anxiety. Number one, remember anxiety is a feeling it won't harm you. Make space for anxiety, acknowledge your sensations and shift your attention outside as well. And five, uh, clarify what you can and can't control. 
Okay, making space for anxiety instead of resisting it and fearing it is a practical step that you can choose to take. It's an action that you can practice until you get really good at it. And when you do, it opens you up to shift your focus from anxiety to the things you really care about, whether it's the people around you, the presentation you need to give, or just being a kind and connected human. Okay, thank you for watching. Thanks for being here and take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found something you can add to your daily routine that makes your life a little bit better. If you want to learn more about topics like how to process tough emotions, how to change your brain, how to build better relationships, or support someone you know with a mental illness, then check out my classes at therapyinanutshell.com. And if you feel like these podcasts have been a benefit to you, please leave a rating so others can more easily find this content. Thank you so much and have a great day.